Hello, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you're listening from. This is episode 12. We did a thing. Enjoy the show. Hey. Well, hello, sir. How are you? Uh (laughs) Man, you look tired. (laughs) It's it's the beatings my wife gives me. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I, uh... (laughs) I got a couple of battle wounds uh, on top of my head here. I don't know if you can see it or not, but uh, not with your camera off. Oh, my camera's off. Oh, that sucks. How the hell did that happen? Hey, it's your computer. Yeah, okay. It's even. It's still updating. God dang it! <laughs> Don't you hate that? Freaking, freaking Microsoft. Okay, it's now Windows. it's taking. And it's taking me back to. Let's see. Okay, back to Zoom. I don't think I need to sign it again. Cancel that. Hey, where is? Uh, let's let's see, let's see. Well, blurring my background and and not starting my video. There we are. Hey, yeah. So anyway, I was gonna say, I got a couple you of really gotta avoid those pots and pans from your wife. Well, I told people that saw saw me at the game with the band aids last night that uh, I tried to commit suicide, but I got to, like, uh, I'm directionally challenged. Yeah. <laughs> How was yeah. the game? Well, they won. I mean, it was, like I say, it's a lot more dramatic than it needed to be, but uh, they won. Uh, they were going to have, uh, they're going to have uh, our coaches nine and a half million dollar year high this uh, today. If, if he didn't, uh, we didn't write the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a young team, but again, uh, big money, big problems, big, uh, big expectations, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, and he's, he, I think he's, um, if he had, if he had made the change of quarterback that he made, uh, for this game last, uh, last week or the second half, um, I think he would have taken a lot less grief. They may have still lost because their offensive line is really crappy, but, um, uh, it, it, it he, he comes across as, uh, a, uh, and I, I've said this to a bunch of people, uh, mainly because I found out he was the, all-time leading quarterback where my youngest son went to school in Birmingham, Alabama at Samford. Um, I, I think he's got all this, um, he's got all this perspective as a QB when he played. And I think because he had a generational talent, James Winston, when he was at uh, Florida state and uh, won a national championship with him that, uh, you know, he he seems like a guy who doesn't listen to others, when it, particularly when it comes to offense, and especially the quarterback position. Oh, and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But newsflash: there ain't no Jameis Winston's two dot on the on the A and M sideline. That guy, uh, good quarterback, Winston today. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, it's like, is he? Yeah, you know, is he ever gonna? live up to the hype, but I don't even know if he's still playing, is he? Yeah, I, I think he's his... starting. I think he started for the Saints today. Oh, he did? Okay. Well, I, I, maybe, I honestly maybe... don't remember. Yeah. I mean, I think Lamar Jackson has sort of taken on the 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 uh, the role of him being the big, big fast uh, scrambling guy who can actually throw it too. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I know. It, we, just, we just lost Lance for the year, so Oh, uh, really? Mm. Yeah, broke his ankle on a, on a 
planned QB run. He broke his ankle. So Garoppolo took him all the way down. <laughs> oh, my. Well, I guess it's a good thing they didn't make that trade. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I think there's uh, it's up in the air. But Lance was doing really well, and then it just – he got hit and just got hit wrong, and yeah, and there went his ankle. So I'm supposed to have mm-hmm. surgery tomorrow, and hopefully he can – I don't know how long those kind of wounds or uh, injuries heal, but he may be back for the end of the year, but I doubt it. That, I mean, yeah, again, it depends on the break, but I mean, to have a guy, you know, something like that would probably require plates and screws. And um, yeah, I I don't, again, I haven't watched football at all today, so I I can't even see a, a replay. So, but yeah. If it's if there's any sort of compound fracture in there, I mean that's that's going to be a real challenge to get back by the end of the season. Well, I'm not I'm not counting on it. It's uh, it's the night. Well, I mean, I think it's I think it's like same day optimism. I mean, sounds like if he comes some, back, great. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to make the playoffs. You got to make the playoffs with Garoppolo. It sounds like they did it <laughs> last year. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And they spanked the Cowboys, who. Did they actually win today? I thought I saw something. Yeah, that, they won by three. Yeah, I thought I heard something about that. Again, yeah, you know, I just figured they'd uh, they get pounded with, without their quarterback, and you know, look what happens. Yeah, no, they gonna, won by three today. Yeah, well, either way. So now that I'm free of COVID, and the whole house is pretty much free of COVID. Oh man, so so to kind of rotate around the around the house. <laughs> yeah, except it managed to miss the only person that wasn't vaccinated and he tested negative. What does that tell you? <laughs> I oh, good lord. I, I what well, does that tell you? <laughs> so what basically happened is I would I had to do some testing for um Bart PD, which I didn't do too well on one part of it, but you know, it's not know. getting too old, but I'm probably better off for it. Um, so I took it, I had taken Friday and sat or Friday off for work. Why is my phone blowing up? Anyway, so I took Friday off of work because I had to go to Oakland twice, which is about an hour for me. I had to go to Oakland to take a test, a written test, then I had to go back and take the physical test on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, lo and behold, my instructor sends a email out going, I have COVID. And I'm like, and the last time we had contact was Wednesday. So that being said, I kind of just went and go, okay, went to do my two tests, wasn't feeling really, really all that kind of bad. And then something hit me on Saturday and I, you know, asked my wife said, yeah, we may need to, you know, let's go ahead and test me. And then I'm like, lo and behold. Yeah, I had COVID. And then so I did that and I was I was on beginning to be on vacation that whole that whole week. And I got didn't have much of a vacation. I literally going, oh, great. I got COVID. Get to do with this now. Awesome. So that then that hit. So I had to call work, had to go through all their processes. And I was due back on the sixth because I had quarantined for 10 days. I'm like, all right. No more testing. Fine. You're quarantined for long enough. I'm like, okay. So I didn't. I ended up taking a couple of days of just extra COVID because my wife got nailed it a couple of days after I did. And then 
my daughter and my and my other son, they both got nailed. So they were out of school for a week. I'm going, this is just Jim Dandy right in the middle of heat. So and in all that process, it was just, yeah, I just I hate COVID. <laughs> Even well, I mean, did you did you hard. did you have hard symptoms or what, what, no, what sort of? Um, I think the only person that spiked a fever was my wife, and it was brief. I think she was like nine. She's like a low low grade, which is like ninety nine degrees. None, mm-hmm. nobody else had a fever. I didn't. We're both trying to kick the recurring cough. My, <laughs> I was joking with my wife. Real, I was like, she said, I want to divorce the cough, or I want to divorce from the cough. Jokingly, I tried to hand her my ring, and she goes, "Nope, you're not getting out that easy." Like, Damn it! <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, well, but it was, yeah, it was, it was just not, not fun. You know, I, I got nailed enough where I, I slept for two days, lost about 10, 12 pounds for not eating. Yeah. Go figure. I'm sick, and I really don't want to eat. <clears throat> hey, babe, can you get a chance? Can I get some water? Um. So. Everybody's fine. They're back to school, back to work, you know, back teaching. But yeah, it, yeah. it literally. And on top of that, I missed a week of school, and half my class got was nailed with COVID. That whole missed the whole week. Mm-hmm. So it was something that just went through and ripped through a lot of people. Did so, they? Um, I mean, did they tell you what sort of variant it was? I mean, I don't know what what variant we're on right now. Last time it was given Omicron or whatever. I have gotten uh, to the point now where if I get it, great, I'll treat it like a flu. Uh, but I have no idea what variant I got. I had no idea what they're up to. I'm just like, great, I'm feeling like crap. Let's just get this out of my system. Um, so well, I mean, I man, I feel for you and feel for your whole family to having to go through that. Um, that, uh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it wasn't pleasant. Yeah. Side, wasn't pleasant. yeah. Side story is, uh, my, uh, my oldest son is actually out in, uh, New Braunfels, which is between San Antonio and Austin. He's, uh, he came out, he's, he's going into cybersecurity. That's a good and, field. Yeah, that, that's what I told him. It's like, you know, I mean, and you don't need a degree, even though he's got three, but it's like he's he's one of these one of these kids that uh you know was the tech support kid in like second, third grade, and you know, he's just always kind of enjoyed, you know, messing around with his computers and stuff. And he he asked me about it. I said, Man, I think that's a great idea. Let me let me spring for some courses and a certification class for you and yeah, they're not go to town. Yeah, they're not that expensive. I mean, it's yeah. a lot of a lot of work, but it actually is a good field. They're actually ramping up across the board. Oh yeah, a lot of yeah. people are. Well, I, I mean, he so uh, try to try to move this along off of the off of the topic, but um, he came out he came out like I said to New Braunfels to go interview at his godmother's uh, company. She's a she's a marketing exec at this uh, cybersecurity firm in in Austin. A uh, little little nepotism, I guess, never hurts, you know, when you want to get that job. Um, he he evidently interviewed and he had he had said he was going to um this was last week, he said he was gonna interview uh on uh you know on fri- on, on the Friday before last, so whatever that was, the ninth, I guess. Um 
he, he ends up telling me, and, and he was going to go to the UT game against Alabama in Austin on the 10th. Well, it ends up some, somehow it ends up getting pushed out to Monday and he goes and he interviews. And so he ends up not even coming out here at all. And I said, well, you know, we'll just, we'll just get together next time. Well, this is, this is, uh, this is, I guess, a, a commentary on, uh, on, on, uh, him and his luck and his, uh, and his, uh, I guess his skills, I guess. I don't know. Um, he, we, we hung up, I guess, last Tuesday. I said, I mean, he wanted me to drive all the way out there that evening and go to dinner with him. And it's like, man, I'm not going to drive. It's a two hour drive out there. You know, if I can't, if, and if I got to meet you at like seven o'clock for dinner, that means we probably leave at about nine, nine 30. And then I'm driving back through here and, and I'm, oh, yeah. I, you know, it's like, you know, I'm, it's midnight. I mean, it's like, I just said, man, I'm not going to do that. And, and if I bring Holly, I got to be prepared to stop by the side of the road and get, you know, you know, uh, either, either sugar or insulin or something, depending which yeah. way or it's going. And I said, you yeah, know, sorry, you did just, you know, you, you should have let me know sooner about what you want to plan and stuff. So, so you just said, well, I'll be out there again soon. And I said, okay, well, call me when you get back to Georgia and stuff. Never heard from him this week. Never, never heard anything. He was supposed to be back on Thursday. Uh, and I'm talking to my son, my son on my other son, who's out in Georgia now, just temporarily. And we were working on insurance stuff. And I said, well, what are you going to do this, this uh, weekend? He says, well, I'm, I'm going to go with Patrick uh, up to Clemson and we're going to go watch the Clemson football game. And it's about three hours from Augusta. Okay. And I guess I, I, I don't know what happened as far as the communication goes. I, uh, I, I text my son, Patrick, who went to A&M was <laughs> when I was in Kyle field yesterday, I texted him some things, the, opening and a hype video and you know the band coming out and stuff figured you get a kick out of it he he texts me back about about the middle of the third quarter and he goes dad i'm still in, i'm still into brothels i said what the hell i mean what are you what are you doing there so, so i got exposed to covid on my interview. oh no <laughs> and he tested positive saturday morning uh, he, he got exposed twice and he he tested positive on, on Saturday morning. So I said, well, lucky that I didn't show up and go to dinner with you. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. And lucky that he, so, so now he gets to, um, well, hopefully they're vaccinated. Hopefully they don't get it, but, uh, you know, he's, he's got a place to stay and I guess it's, it's good that he does. Cause, uh, he can't come here. <laughs> Not with COVID. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I'm like, like, I'm still, I got the nasal, tone but i'm still doing it back to work yeah. and, and, you know so on, on other news fronts my wife has already started to rip the house apart because we actually closed on the 14th oh hey congratulations oh yeah i was gonna ask you that that looks like something new in the studio or a new studio so what? to speak or whatever <laughs> no what, what i well <laughs> the punisher's not new but um what i did i was over in a corner and when I was, you kind of saw it sitting over on this side normally. Yeah. Okay. Where I was, so I kind of, I talked to my wife and go, can I, we move some stuff around. So I took her arts and crafts table, put it where my desk was mm-hmm. and then put my desk over where it is now. And it just works out a little bit better. And cause I oh, also something was, 
I, I never, it was always that someone was coming in the door behind my yeah. back and I'm like, okay, I can't, <laughs> I, I got to change something up. Oh, it never but bothered I me. I, I would just say it looks a lot lighter right now. Yeah. Well, there's a overhead light in front of me. Plus there's a light that's, where is it? There's a light that's up above my monitors. So a little bit brighter. Matches my personality. Not really. <laughs> um, hey. Well, it's don't a, work it, on that cough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I can I can see the I can see the uh, salt in the beard and stuff, but it kind of looks the lighting you got kind of makes it look like like you got a little red going on on up top. Oh, <laughs> a little ginger. <laughs> uh, well, my dad was a redhead, so that helped too. Oh, okay. Uh, no, what it ha- what? <laughs> so last week, I, you can take any joke you want. I don't really care. They were flying freely and often during the training. So last week, I spent three days learning how to gaff and climb telephone poles. Don't you already do that? Oh, no, no. We actually gear up, harness, whole nine yards, and we're gaffing into the pole. I usually drive a bucket, which is so much. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we were just, you know, because we have some areas uh, in some cities around us that uh, you can't get a bucket in. Mm -hmm. So um, it's going to be rare. A rare occasion we'll jump up. But uh so the first day, you know, my stupid dumbass forgot to put the sunscreen on. Uh. <laughs> so you can see I got a little left on the ears that a little red neck was nice. And I was a redneck for about a day. And then the next oh day, I put the sunscreen on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm getting a little bit of the red that's oh, okay. dissipating from my wonderful pale white skin. Um, well, yeah. But so I spent three days doing that. And then, you know, we were. And the, just getting that training out of the way, a bunch of guys are wanting to do it just because it's actually it wasn't bad, you know, in all things considered. Uh, I had one supervisor years ago ask me, would I prefer to climb a pole or a ladder? And I look him straight in the eye, I go a pole. I'm like, at least I know the poles buried 10 feet in the ground. And the way our yeah. contractor, the way our contractors hang strand, it, they don't necessarily tighten where they should. Ah. <laughs> uh. So I can just imagine putting a what they a strand ladder which has a hook that attaches to the strand, and I can just mm-hmm. imagine the strand breaking loose. Uh, not good. Not mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I was not a real big fan of uh, climbing a ladder that was attached to a strand. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally get it. I'm not, so, I'm not, so, not crazy. so, so back to the actual climbing. Uh, do they give you like the? Um, I don't know the teeth you attach to your boots or something like that. And you just yeah, kinda it's kind of like uh, you, you see what uh, like the old school cowboys wore. They wore the uh, the um, hell they spurs. The spurs. Thank you. Oh, okay. Both directions. My wife and then you. Um, <laughs> it's kind of the but what they do is it's kind of a stirrup, like you would like uh, riding a horse, and they yeah. on the inside you the, it's uh, there's a small spike or probably about a two inch spike that you were literally held up by both your feet with that one spike on either, oh, wow. on either foot uh, and a strap. So it's really not, not too bad. You can actually, uh, they have what they call a, it, it's called a buck squeeze belt. Uh, and you pull that around and you hook D rings on it. You hook a strap. That's it. Basically there's a leather strap that goes on the outside of the pole and a heavy duty uh, canvas like belt that uh, yeah. goes on the inside so uh, your your weight actually pinches uh the pole 
And as you, you know, pull yourself forward and since the, since they strap up the pole and you just go up and yeah, that was fun. So there's, there's, okay. And I, I, it's been a long time since I've looked at a, at a telephone pole up close and personal, but I always seem to recall that, you know, before the big, uh, the big metal ones that they have, the big transmission lines that are out in the country, uh, the, the, the telephone poles that I used to look at it when I was a kid, um, seemed like maybe about 12 feet up or something like that. They'd start That's having little, little steps. Yeah. yeah. Cause they didn't want, they didn't want bozos like me trying to climb up them. Yeah. Well, they still have them. The problem is long story short, they, they supplied five kits, which includes the belt, the spur, the, uh, the gaffs, the boots and everything else. It was about $2,500. Oh, wow. So you, you spend five kits, you know, you're, now you see some serious money it's going true. out. Um, they were supposed to get one kit for every person that went through, but the logic is we're not going to go up that often. And if we do, we go, Hey, I can't go up today. Go back to the, the you know, the yard, grab the gear, do it tomorrow. Um, but yeah, they're going to teach us how to uh, do the steps. Uh, I would think too, but the problem with some of the steps is some of them have probably been in there 40, 50 years. Oh, wow. And um, I don't know about you, but my fat ass is not, doesn't feel real comfortable putting my 220 pounds on one of those and have it step out. Mm, no. So, so yeah, the, the gaffing, at least I know if I fall and, you know, hit the pole, there's a way to get out and get back down. Um, and the easy way, not the hard way. Oh, yeah. My wife would, I'm sure my wife would collect the home and insur- the life insurance. So, well, I was just going to ask you about that. I mean, that sounds, uh, and it sounds like a lot more dangerous than being in a bucket and stuff. But, uh, I mean, you, you do have, I, I hope you have, I hope you have life insurance. I got, uh, I got kind of, uh, man, it's been so long since we talked. I mean, but, oh, um, all right. Uh, no. No, yeah, I know. But yeah, life uh, reared its ugly head uh, with me uh, about, well, about three weeks ago now. A a buddy of mine from high school, I've known him, I've known him since we were both like 16. And he just turned 61. Uh, I may have mentioned him too. He's the one that lives in uh, Burbank uh, down um, and he's in the, he, he was a grip with the, with the movie industry and works for another friend of ours that owns a grip company out there. I mean, I, who knew, but, uh, um, but anyway, he, uh, I mean, and I saw him and saw him in early June and stuff. And we spent an afternoon together and he, he likes barbecue. So I took him out to a good barbecue spot. And thank God we didn't, we didn't spend that afternoon like Dickies or some swill like that. But uh, yeah, uh, his uh, sister-in-law called me up about three weeks ago and said, we lost Tom. He, really? He, yeah, he, he. I'm sorry. He passed away in his sleep. I mean, which all things being equal is, uh, you know, kind of the optimum way to go. But still, you know, 61. And, that's still, that's you know, his, his, his kid, I mean, he's got, a, and I, I think I might have mentioned him because he's the one that had the, uh, his first kid at age 50. Oh, wow. And, and yeah, yeah. It's what? like, yeah, he's just going into middle school. Kids just going into middle school, seventh grade or something like yeah, that. And 12, right around that, 12, 13. 
Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, and, and again, I never know when to ask people about this, but they, they threw a GoFundMe out there. I, I threw some money into it and it just, man, I just was wondering, oh gosh, do they, I mean, cause again, you know, it's, it's, it's California, it's Burbank, you know, it's, you know, they got a little nice, nice little spread there, but um, yeah, I just, I sure hope he had life insurance and I, yeah, I, I've got a, I didn't get it to uh, New York life. My wife got it, which I've got to find out the, I was going through some, trying to get some paperwork for a trust together for me since the old one went bye-bye um, yeah. after we bought the house, I've finally got a chance to <laughs> send the uh, email out. So I got to get a hold of my financial guy out here. Um, I have an appointment with him on Friday. It's like, I need this information. Can you get it to me? Uh, but unfortunately, because of the medical exam they did through his my agent's company, I got denied because of the high blood sugar. I'm like, oh, for Christ's sakes. High triglycerides or or you got I, or you got high blood pressure? I think well, uh, blood sugar, not blood pressure, blood sugar. Oh, okay. A1C. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking at it. Well, I don't know if I... It's been a while. I don't remember. I said something. So, all being said, I did the did the blood work. I'm like, all right, fine, get through it. And then all of a sudden, I get a phone call from my doctor's office, going, "Hey, uh, this person called this in, and we want you to start taking it to try and get your blood sugar down." Um, do you think you might have want to call the patient first? Before telling me that I needed to go take drugs that you don't know how it would affect with somebody working with heavy machinery. <laughs> I'm like, I was, I was not happy. This was your doctor or this was, no, it was uh, I don't know who it was. It wasn't my doctor um, that did it. I'd have to, I, again, I think it was somebody, some person that looked at it like a nutritionist or something like that. But I'm just looking, I'm like, don't tell somebody to go take pills because you think it'll help them without knowing what's going on. Yeah. So they, she, they admitted that when I, they called again for something. Cause, Oh, that was it. They called again. Cause I set up an appointment to go over the numbers with my doctor and they called me up going, Oh, Hey, uh, we need to move the appointment back to like next month on the 11th or 18th, whatever it was. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I, I started talking to her and I'm going, and even she, Oh, she admitted she should have called before, you know, assigning meds. I'm going, I hate, yeah. I hate the medical profession. I, I literally was I asking my wife. I was literally on the verge of calling the doctor's office and somebody would have been missing their head. Mm. But I luckily bit my tongue and not in jail. Sorry. Well, I, I you know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, uh deplorable let's well, just yeah, put it that I, way I, I don't care that somebody wants to put me on a medication but you may want to get a whole picture because like i said operating a bucket truck and you're up in the air granted you don't want to go into a, a, a coma or anything kind of a diabetic type of situation but you know i'm careful you know i know if i start feeling lightheaded i'll come down and you know won't have to worry about it but it was just that was just frustrating about that. It's just no, I'm not going to take pills. I can change it with diet, and I did. So, uh, but that was about it. Um, kind of, you know, closing the house. That was I still haven't quite got that giddy 
feeling about owning a house. I'm more giddy about losing the debt. <laughs> My loan sure. paid off. Sure. So my wife was funny the, yesterday. She says, yeah, there's a $1,900 payment that cleared one of her cards. What? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Works for me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. One down. So everything should well, start clearing. And, and this and this ends the the dual ownership with your with your sibling, I guess. It um, wasn't so much a dual ownership. It was just she was a trustee, and you know she got paid out. It was that was part of the original trust. Was I was supposed to yeah. pay her half anyway? So it's like okay. So you know, whole like I said, it's the house got gifted to me. You know, had it reappraised. You know, I think it was eight hundred and forty-eight thousand. I think it was what appraised that, and mm -hmm. then got. So basically, it had to be deeded over to me, then back deeded over to my sister to you know get the cash out of it. So basically, I got a half eight hundred fifty thousand dollar house for about four seventy five. Mm, okay. At you know, thirty years at five and a half percent. So I'll be yeah. refining if it goes down in a, probably a couple of years. Sure, sure. But it it's uh, it's mine. We've already started to strip some of the popcorn ceiling. Oh, fun, fun. Yeah. My wife was having some cathartic release in the laundry room today. Aren't <laughs> you, honey? Yeah, she was having fun scraping. Yeah, oh boy, I, uh, those were the days. I scraped a popcorn ceiling once and... Well, I, uh, I I honestly am trying to figure out, other than just causing torture to oneself, why you would put popcorn ceiling in a house. It was, I I mean, to me, it, it just makes no sense at all. Other than I mean, soundproofing. Yeah, but I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at this, this Airbnb that we're in, and I'm noticing that they've got a texture. They got a texture on the roof. So somebody did mud it on, on, on the ceiling. But and it, and it looks it looks great. I, I I mean who knows? I mean that was a seventies thing. Yeah, I, it has to be. I, but I was just like, you've got to be. I, I just yeah, we're looking forward to uh, getting rid of it. So yeah, it's just such a hassle scraping off and stuff. And you know, I mean, it, it, it's easy to do, but it just takes a long time to do it, and it just makes such a mess. How long did it take you to do the laundry room, babe? Yeah, my wife said she took the uh um uh she took the weekend and did the laundry room. Yeah. Um so it wasn't too bad. I think what we're going to um end up doing with the rest of the house is uh like when we uh um do the dining room we're basically just going to scrape it right into the carpet and get rid of the carpet. <laughs> Well, that's a that's a that's a good way to go. Yeah, uh, that because we want to get rid of the carpet and the whole house. So yeah, the, at least at least down here in our dining room. I'm looking at this going. Uh, okay, why are we doing it this way? Sorry, I'm trying to. The meeting's gonna end in like ten minutes. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm trying that. to get it. I'm trying to get it. log in and actually pay for it for a meeting anyway oh. so that's about the uh the whole extent of uh where we're at we have the house um <laughs> and then so we'll just go for you know take it by a uh, day by day yeah
So well, our our weekly our weekly visits to our house um, resumed. Uh, um, my uh, we we moved out of my in laws' place, my my father in law and his wife's, and um, you know, not a moment too soon. It was it was getting early. <laughs> But you know, here's the thing: it's it's a two bedroom, two two bath place, and one of the bedrooms is converted into an office. Well, we basically and and they were very generous to so let us stay there rent free and all that all and but we made the uh, promise to them that we uh, we wouldn't have our dogs in the carpeted areas, which uh, meant nothing, none in the bedrooms and stuff. So and that was okay, but it, it was like. It was constantly, uh, you know, stressing about whether or not the uh, doors were closed and and all oh, this yeah. stuff. And uh, and I just am like, you know, these are these are two people in their seventies, and I mean, I admire their chutzpah. I admire their willingness to strike out and go out in faith and and kind of kind of do what they do. They're around young people, some students, mostly late twenties, early thirties people. And, um, it's a community. And so, you know, there's, there's parties there on game, on game weekends and stuff. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping they, they know what they're in for. <laughs> um, we, we went out and looked at our, at our house, uh, Tuesday after they got back Monday evening. And, uh, so we, we went out to dinner with them Tuesday and went to the house, but, um, we are at um, cabinets are in. Oh, nice! House houses prepped for um, houses prepped for painting. Everything's primed. Everything's taped off. And well, I, I say that. Um, you know, they finished the mud and finished the finished all this stuff. Um, and um, got like I said, got cabinets in and, and what have you. Um, they send us a weekly update every Friday. And last Friday's update was, well, we didn't get as far as we had hoped to this week because we were expecting our trim to be here by Wednesday. And yeah. now it looks like it's going to push us into mid-October. Oh, geez. So, yeah. It's like, okay. We get over there Tuesday. we got a garage full of trim and about <laughs> about eight or nine pre-hung doors. I was like, well, that's, that's, that's good. They're going to have something to work on on Monday. And... Uh, so, uh, you know, we'll probably go out there Tuesday or Wednesday night. Uh, well, Wednesday night probably, and um, go and uh, check on status. And uh, yeah, we're in an Airbnb now, about two miles away from the new house. And uh, you know, we we uh, we are going to be here, I guess, until we've got it through the end of October. Um, yeah, one thing we we've kind of been validated on is that uh, this house has tile all through the living areas and bathrooms, and then in the in the bedrooms, it's all this engineered wood flooring like we had in our house in Dallas. Yeah, and uh, you know, with with dogs, you know, any kind of animals and stuff, um, it's just uh, you know we don't want carpet either. <laughs> um, it's it's just nuts. Oh yeah, and. Uh, Oh, oh yeah, and we're also going to be getting a cat, evidently, because um, my my wife is convinced that because we are going to be living next to a green belt, and the deed restrictions in the homeowners association um, 
we're on the very far west end of this community. So our backyard looks out over Greenbelt that has a, a walking trail between our house, well, our our little um our little right away off the back of the house. Um so it's not really an alley, but um they have the the deed restriction says you cannot put up a wood stockade fence. You have to have like iron fencing that you can see through. Eh, that's okay. But I got I got a little dog who likes to likes to ramble and run, so I'm gonna have to, you know, put uh, put chicken wire up or some kind of wire and stuff. And she's all she's all um, saying that uh, there's gonna be critters out there. And at my at the place we just left, uh, literally this this place is like cut out of Blackland Prairie. I mean, nothing else has ever been there. I'd walk around, I'd see animals and stuff kind of in the in the grass and stuff like little little mammals, I don't know, mice, rats, whatever. Four but, legged uh, creatures. Yeah, yeah. Well, one day, uh one day, uh probably about three weeks before we left, I walk out with the three dogs and I have to have the little one on a leash because they had the uh, the iron fencing there and she could get out of it if she wanted to. And I turned the corner and I'm I'm staring face to face with a with a pretty healthy coyote. Oh, and he's just looking at me, and I'm I'm saying he's probably saying snack, what? lunch, dinner, yeah. <laughs> and it's like I just I just you know gave him the gave him the you know made myself big, and it's like not today, Satan. <laughs> and, uh, but we uh, and, and I told my wife um, before we went up to Maine that um, I think I'd seen a coyote back there, but I. I didn't have proof i had proof this time yeah and she says well let's get an air air gun it's like okay we got a 22 but i guess you can't shoot it legitimately in the in the city limits so and i figure i figure an air gun you know you're gonna have something with like a like an orange cap on it or something yeah the safety the safety tip yeah you would think this thing we get in the mail from from amazon i haven't even taken out the package because we left but um Looks just like a Glock 17. <laughs> There's nothing on it that that makes it look any, oh, anything. Um, is it? Uh, see, is it? It's um, BB. It's a BB gun. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, you put the cylinders in and yeah. pour the BBs in. Enough to enough to scare it. Well, that's that's kind of all we wanted. I mean, like I say, I got a 22 and I got my other arsenal in storage and stuff, but it's. Um, you know, wow. we were just, we, we just wanted to make sure that, uh, if we saw it again, that, uh, you know, I could have it out on the back porch and just be able to reach it. But, uh, she's, she's kind of concerned that we're going to run into that same thing, uh, at the new house too. So, um, you know, wildlife encroaches. What was yeah. I yeah. It's, they were there first. Yeah. My mother-in-law keeps on, uh, she's got trail cams all over her property. And she's come across what? A bear, a mountain lion, and I think she's come across some coyotes, but I don't remember. That just they came in from <clears throat> the surrounding area and it was like, oh, great. So, well, I, 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 I not to, and this isn't anything about one upping, but I mean, I know, I know bears are somewhat, um, can be nuisance animals if you, uh, you know, you don't, don't take care of your garbage and stuff like that. 
of course, you have gators in Florida that, you know, people, when you build right next to their habitat, oh, my God, there's a 10-foot. And even there's here in Texas. alligator on the fourth hole. Um, yeah. And even there's, a, you know, even here in Texas, we've got that. But you know what? You guys don't have, I don't think, you don't have wild pigs. And those those uh, things, or do you? Uh, depending on the area. I, I know my uh, back in high school, my drama teacher, I think he lived out in the stick somewhere in Guerneville, I think it was. Uh, is that Central Valley? Is that Southern Cal? No, or? This, is, this is more, what, northeast oh. from here? It's northeast, so it's going into a lot of wooded areas. And hadn't realized they'd migrated up that high, but yeah. Um, and he he used to go. He used to go literally pig hunting. Like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. He had know. he had some interesting pictures. I remember one that I I don't know how or whoever took the picture, but he had a picture of a helicopter, probably a good thirty to you know thirty to forty feet, you know downdraft and in the center of it was a great white i'm um, going makes me really want to go swim in the ocean yeah but this great white was literally the whole span of the blades it's like oh wow that's a big shark and you can stay there um but it was an awesome picture but yeah we get i mean there i i've never seen any wild pigs or boars up in this area but i know i had a teacher like i said a teacher that ran into it um i mean i i think we're gonna have more of that and and uh deer and stuff uh in where we're at um because i know that uh if you go uh i mean we got a lot of creeks feeding the brazos river uh kind of south of us a little bit and, and when i say south a little bit maybe quarter mile half mile at most um I, just looking at the maps and stuff um and it's it's pretty um, it's very very undeveloped out south of us, so um, yeah we we should be seeing lots of lots of lots of friendly faces. Hopefully they're friendly. I mean, yeah, we have foxes in our backyard. Oh, well, yeah, I I used to see them up in up in North Carolina up in the mountains when I'd go there with my ex, but um, but yeah. Uh, they they tend to they tend to not be confrontational. I think I, I never I, I'd uh, they, see them. They, they well, I remember we stupidly left our right at the beginning of the pandemic. We left our uh, back gate open, and my camera back there caught a fox, and we're kind of looking. I'm like, uh, that's a big cat. No, that's a fox. Yeah, bigger than a cat. So now we have the you know the wonderful feeling we don't let let out of the house, but. Well, we're, I mean, you know, we want to get a, we want to get a, a hunting cat um, to um, hopefully prevent the, the bigger animals that will eat like the mice and stuff, because what's going to happen is, you know, this place is being built on a site that used to be a, um, a an open wheel racing track, Indy, Indy racetrack. It was called oh, okay. Texas World Speedway. And I don't know how long it's been closed down but i mean you know they, they took out most of the majority of the stuff but they left a lot of stuff and it just, it just was like gone to seed as they say yeah. and so 
you know, as they clear more and more of this land, I mean, they're displacing all kinds of critters, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, and it's, and again, we're at the far Southwest end of it. And I have no doubt that we're going to see stuff. Um, you know, and the, the great thing about a cat, you know, if you get one, um, the cat that I had in my former life, um, was a was a little orange tabby and that thing loved to catch mice rats rabbits you know he was he, you know birds i mean he got, he eventually got got torn apart by a coyote but he was he was 17 at the time and he was still catching things yeah he's a little slow probably but um so yeah we're, we're looking at something like that and figure if they can you know and here's the thing if they happen to roam or if they happen to get you know, get, uh, uh, you know, eaten or whatever. It's not going to be our pet. It's going to be out there to work. We'll have a little, little cat house for it, but you know, yeah. Bridget's coming. Pet. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're looking for, we're looking for like a one-eyed, uh, one-eyed, you know, <laughs> snaggle tooth cat that nobody <laughs> nice. wants to yell. <laughs> nobody wants, you yeah. know, we just want someone that's going to go out and just raise hell on the rodents. <laughs> Yeah, no, she just raises hell with the rodents inside my house. Oh, also known as my children. Yeah, yeah. Oh me. So, so yeah, life is just life is just going along here. I mean, we're you know just living out of suitcases and just yeah, loving I, life. I, I was, I figured I was going to ask the the scene behind you was different. I didn't know if you got into the house or not, but October, huh? Yeah, it could be it could be as late as the end of October as they're saying. Which, you know, my whole deal is that, you know, I just want to get started, be able to finish it before we have to stand down for, you know, either a game weekend or holidays and stuff. So it's like, you know, if uh you know, anytime heck, even the third week of October. So that that would work for me because I figure we can just hustle and get and I, I, I mean, I, I, I face reality. I'm probably gonna have to do the majority of it. So, and that's fine. Pay somebody. Well, I mean, you know, we'll we'll pay people to move the big stuff in. But I mean, I'm talking about just stuff like you know boxes and oh yeah, you know, taking garbage and stuff out. Uh, this place that we're living in has a recycle bin. Uh, the garbage can is the literally the smallest garbage can I've ever seen. <laughs> in a residential thing for like I and you know I owned a home for 22 years well 26 years if you count the one up in Frisco and it's like uh man I don't uh I mean it's it's about half of the, the normal size garbage can that I'm used to to roll down to the roll down for the oh. dumpster guy to pick up well that's part I figured they're only going to be most people are only going to be be there a week and at most and so. I know it's all about cost for them, but oh, yeah. there's also a recycle bin that they don't pay for. Well, Holly's got a, uh, a, a raging uh, Amazon habit, so I've got a ton of boxes that I've flattened. That's my that's and, my issue. Well, and I need to go find either a uh, recycling center that I can actually dump this stuff at, or I'm going to be heading over to apartment complexes and just finding me some uh, um, finding me some uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I not know what's going on there. I know I, I've got the advantage of got a, a big metal dumpster at work, so I can take some stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't take advantage of it as often as I probably should because you know, 
it's working. I don't want to get in trouble, but I'll take. Sure. I think I, I one of the TVs I bought, I ended up taking it over to them, just dumping it in there, recycling it. Mm-hmm. My my boys, uh, part of it's partly my fault, but uh, they don't recycle like I used. To. I used to go and recycle cans, get a couple extra dollars. Yeah, the recycling center, but they don't they don't want to do that in, uh, thing. Of course, I never really mentioned it to them. Part of because I don't want to be the one that has to haul them down there. So, but, yeah, uh, and the recycling, the, and the recycling. I don't know how much they pay for aluminum anymore, but they, you know, they, <laughs> there used to be a big, big um, problem with, uh, you know, homeless people would go in and uh, try oh, to yeah. try to swipe copper wire, and um, you know, cut it off like the air conditioning uh, units because. Get those big fatties that come in into the house uh-huh. from it, and so, uh, so it's like, wow, uh, yeah. I just There's... looked it up just for giggles. <laughs> uh, let's see here, large GM. I do not know what that is. Scrap lead. There it is. So looks like anywhere rims can. They don't say cans. Anywhere from like five cents on up to looks like thirty-seven cents. But for like, aluminum, aluminum oh. wire clean is sixty-six cents a piece. Rims are fifty-nine cents. These are maxes. Cast uh-huh. aluminum, which I think are aluminum cans, are thirty, and these are all by pounds. So, but yeah, I didn't think it was that up. I I, mean, I think when I did it was like fifty cents a pounder when i was doing it so it hasn't dropped that much yeah i don't think uh, i mean i did it in the 70s but you know my dad <laughs> i mean he he encouraged me to do it because you know he just drank a lot of beer and uh so i, I collect cans and stuff and i remember one time we you know we took like five or six big garbage bags full of uh cans and stuff and it took a long time for him to drink that, <laughs> drink that much for him and i and i and it's like, you know, and I, I didn't rinse them out well, and they start stinking like a brewery and or New Orleans street side or whatever. Yeah, and I, I uh, had a unique way of doing it. My dad thought it was rather amusing. So I was lazy and didn't want to crush the cans with my foot. Yeah. So I got creative. And we always, my dad always used to park our vehicles nose in. So my smart ass put all the cans behind the tires. Oh, hey! So what he what, what he backed up over the over the cans? <laughs> like, <get him> first. <laughs> he got a kick out of that one. Um, How many times did you get away with that? Uh before after he started laughing hysterically. Uh I, I, I just figured you know you might get away with that once, maybe I twice. Think I but... got away with it like maybe three times before he finally said, "Knock it off." I'm like, okay. <laughs> but you know what? He he. He kind of laughed. I'm like, all right, nice dude thinking. But yeah. uh, so that's what I did when I got mine. And we like that I would take because uh, we had a cabin up in Hidden Valley with about an hour and 20 minutes from us. And I would go take the garbage bag and I'd go through the cans at the uh, beach we used to go to. Because uh-huh. guy, you know, families would go down there, drink beer, soda, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, amazingly enough, the only time I got stung was when my my stupidity where I stepped on a bee um, without wearing flip-flops. 
Never got stung going into a garbage can driving cans out. Really? Yeah, never. Huh. I, I was completely amazed that I never got stung doing that, but I went after the garbage cans, like recycling them that way. Wow. But that, that was a fun thing. Like now kids are doing lemonade stands and getting some people don't like the fact that kids are having an entrepreneurial outbreak and they go, you can't do that. Why? Because it's illegal. You need a permit. Really? God, leave, leave it to adults to screw up a screw up a, a kid. Well, they didn't yeah. do it to us because I know this last little uh, stint we did, uh, my wife, I remember what I was doing. I think I was karate. Um, so my my one son wanted to sell iced tea. And the other one wanted to sell lemonade. Like, okay. Yeah. So we said, I uh, didn't sell anything. Not not that big of a deal. But, you know, nobody came up that I'm aware of. My wife didn't say anything. But nobody came and bought any. Uh, which is fine. We're not out all that much money to, you know, make the lemonade and the, sure. the iced tea. But it gives them something to do. Um, But, yeah, I just see, unfortunately, I see all these things like some stupid lady is like, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. uh, watch me, and I will go and support my. And, and it's funny you see all the a lot of cops. They'll come out and support the lemonade stands. Yeah, <laughs> and then just the, the jaw drop and look at this. The people are like, wait a minute, you need to close him down. It's illegal. Go away. <laughs> just Gosh. go away. Don't go away, man. Just go away. But I. I yeah, we've been lucky. We've done it a couple times. Uh, we should have done it with this heat that we just had out here. But I think my two sons and my wife would have melted. Mm. God knows well. how it was. But uh, it, it's been fun. Like I said, we you know we haven't talked in a while, but you know a lot of stuff to download. Houses, house is mine. My wife's having fun ripping things out and putting holes in things, and I'm having fun ripping stuff out too. Uh, and then. Just getting all the stuff in place for the house. I mean, homeowners insurance mm -hmm. is already taken care of through the through the mortgage, which is like, oh, two less bills I have to deal with. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. It's all taken care of through the, the loans and everything, which is awesome. So, yeah, you bet. Well, oh, I forgot to mention it. Um, <laughs> my wife and I both uh, both resigned from our company, and we're, really? we're starting. Yeah, we're starting a, a, an insurance agency. Yeah. Oh, so you're doing? Uh, yeah, independent. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's it's more of a. Um, yeah, we're we're working for ourselves, and and basically the. The agency model is uh, kind of set up like an MLM anyway. And, you know, there are uh, certain, you know, basically every every commission you get uh, when you're at my level, you know, the company takes a percentage, then the national sales leaders take a percentage, then and the then regional the guy takes a percentage. Yeah, you know, <laughs> kind of like that. I mean, it's, and it's just, kind of it's it's an incentive for you to make you know sell more and then you get to keep more well um my well, holly's had her book for well she's been doing this 15 years almost and even even while she was sick last year she was still writing up she was in the top 10 uh in, in her company and so she's got to looking at it it's like she's spending 80 percent of her time managing other people and 20% of her time 
writing business. Yeah. And she was, she was making twice the money on the 20% that she was writing versus the 80% she was doing managing the business. And, you know, and, and there were some other factors involved that won't necessarily get into just, you know, it just wasn't a good fit for her anymore. And, and so, yeah, she, she made the step out and, you know, she's not looking back. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's, I I think for Medicare, um, she's trying to get her releases uh, done while her release from the company, they've been holding on to it for two weeks and supposedly it's supposed to come tomorrow where you hear that and stuff. And, we got a bulldog lawyer that uh, lived in our old complex that did all her um, will and trust on death or transfer on death documents and stuff like that for uh, the, uh, the old place we were in. And we'll use her as we transfer all that stuff into the new house. And then um, we will, uh, uh, basically she's, uh, she's ready to go and, and I'm going to do the, back office and the operations role I since I won't be able to write for six months anyway so I'm, I'm gonna probably spend that time you know kind of kind of supporting her and in, in in the in the business and then I'll start writing again probably in April um, yeah so or I'll, or I'll get uh, I'll, I'll get to use my PNC license a little more frequently if I have the time to do it so um, I've, I've got a PNC plus uh, life and health. So I, I can write pretty much anything. Yeah. That's what I, I think my dad was primarily homeowners and vehicle. He didn't yeah. really branch out from, from that. So. Well, I mean, she's got a, a book of a thousand, well, 1500 active people right now that I just pulled out of her, out of her CRM. And I think she may have another 1500 that or another, other locations, but, um, you know, so I'll, I'll start reaching out to them and, and, uh, saying, Hey, I'm working with Holly on this and Hey, you know, I can, I can go independent with you on uh, homeowners and auto bundle it and all that kind of stuff. And I need to find somebody that I can get sponsored with for that stuff. And I got a few, few calls to make next week, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's the life. I mean, less stress or more stress. Uh, you know, stress is, is sort of a state of mind. I mean, it's a, you know, it never goes away. It's just different things. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, the, the old, uh, the old adage about, you know, working with, uh, working with family. I mean, you know, there's, there's probably some truth to it, but at the same time, it, it makes, it makes more financial se- sense to go do something like that as opposed to, as opposed to hook up with a, with an agency that you automatically are giving, giving a lot of money up to. So yeah, you know, we'll, we'll make it work. It's one reason why my dad, he, he was strictly independent because he was in that same boat by himself, just going, why am I giving these people money when I can be doing it myself? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, and the, you know, we'll just uh, just roll along here. We're meeting lots of people, and people, you know, want to want to talk to her about stuff. So, so anyway, are you <laughs> sighing about daughter? 
It's probably in that purple box upstairs. Sorry. My daughter, my daughter's wandering. Hey, she comes to the old, uh, comes to her old sensei for get questions answered. <laughs> wise old, wise old dad. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she had a senior moment earlier. A senior she was moment. Trying to find a pen. She was trying to find a pen she bought and she put it in her back pocket. Ah, uh, uh, it, it was it was amusing watching her for like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah. In your back pocket. Yeah. Of course, she doesn't like us rubbing it in, but I'm like, mm -hmm. half the fun of being. She's a kid. she's there to she's kids are there to amuse you uh -huh. <laughs> as much as possible. Manual labor and amusement. Yeah, I heard the manual labor part all the time when I was growing up. Uh, I'm going one. to give you a heads up warning. If you hear a cat hissing and yowling, my daughter's being stupid and trying to put a harness on a cat. Ooh, not good. It's the uh, cat you declawed. Want to get video of this so we can explain it to the ER. Don't look at me like that. I said she thinks you're in it. Swear to God. Yeah, you're not innocent. Anyway, uh, sorry. <laughs> Good <laughs> luck with that. <laughs> oh yeah, my. Yeah. See the gray hair missing. Yeah, her. Yeah. Well, I will put you on camera. Hello. <laughs> I I always say to I always say to kids and stuff that uh, you know. As as they do stuff, um, said so that that sounds like one that your your folks are going to mention at the rehearsal dinner, or mm -hmm. you know that that sort of thing. So I, I asked my wife earlier, "Is like, have we started the savings account for the therapy?" <laughs> so uh, yeah, they're going to do therapy later. Well, well duh, they got <laughs> come by on us. So I guess that's that's all it, uh, all that matters. Yeah, no, you're looking out for them. Looking out for. She's a good kid. Mm -hmm. Those you know daily beatings and you know twice on Sundays. Um. Anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry for you know getting. Uh, we just had things just happen. You know, COVID, the house, and lack of timing and scheduling. Mm -hmm. So, but we're we're getting that there. Means, that means life is good. Oh yeah. You got you got, you got plenty on your plate. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing was getting the house and then just waiting for the the stress to finally get that trust gone. My sister, you know, as much as she still she tried to do say something to my wife the other day where my my sister is into sewing, just like my mom was. And we have yeah. this probably we had this like fifteen hundred thousand fifteen hundred dollar sewing cabinet that my mom had. Oh, wow. That it was all modular, it folded into itself, and it was probably two by four when it was contained all in one little box. It, it folded up nicely. She made some comments like to my wife, going, This house is big. And I'm like, Okay, thank you. We've established that. Can you shut up now? It's like, Yes, but it's my house. Have fun. Yeah. Well, she's paid off. I mean, she's... oh, yeah. She's a relative, but you know, at the end of the day, she's entitled to her opinion, even though it may be wrong. Yeah, yeah. But 
At least my cat knows. My cat hisses at her. Well trained. Yeah, my sister was dumb enough that thought picking my cat up after we've only had her for uh, maybe three weeks to a month and had barely gotten used to us. And then she comes in and picks her up and going, and you wonder why she yelled and hissed and meowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we just started like in the last two or three weeks, we finally been able to pick her up without her whining. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my my wife has established dom- dominance over the cat. Haven't you, honey? She's shaking her head. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I accidentally kicked her cat in the head this morning because she jumped up on our bed. And I'm like, I thought she was on my wife's side. And all of a sudden, I get out and move my leg. And I'm like, oh, there's a cat there. Sorry. Yeah. So, but uh, bite it. Took a, took a, took one to the, took one to the brain pan. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's how they learn. I didn't want to kick the cat. Well, you know. Well, you probably have all kinds of reasons to want to kick a cat legitimately as opposed to just waking up and having it get in in the way of your foot. Oh, I I love our cat dearly, but she literally is is putting herself in the middle of the walkway trying to go down the stairs. And then looks at me like I'm the crazy one. Mm -hmm. And then promptly runs away. Don't you, Bridget? (laughs) Then don't put it in her mouth. She's the one putting it in her mouth. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, <laughs> our cat likes to be a doormat and put herself in the walkway, and then wonders what. Yeah, I remember one day I was carrying something in a dark hallway, and she's got a black tail, and I didn't see it. Next thing I know, I got two teeth marks going into my calf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, that hurt. <laughs> yeah, that 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 yeah, I started looking out for her tail. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was that I just she just literally puts her right out. Of course, we put where she eats and drinks right there, so it's the best place we have in the house. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. shaken up too, but yeah, I try not to step on my cat, it tends to hurt. <laughs> yeah, so but uh, no, it's good to catch back up. I'm glad you're getting at least some forward progress with the house. Just yeah, you know, it's uh. Again, it's one of these things that, uh, you know, we uh, I, we try to take a Zen attitude as much as we can. I mean, but, you know, um, uh, they they did say they did say mid-September to mid uh, mid-October. And, you know, I think they they put enough slop in there that uh, they uh, I, I mean, you know, I, I would love to close before rates go any higher but you know at the same time uh with inflation you know home sales have sort of sort of taken a a downturn yeah so so um it's it's doing a fairly good job of holding holding rates in check i think i mean still like you know fives but um well, I know I, I tell some people like the interest rate we got on it, and it's like they look at me going, "You're paying five and a half." I'm like, "What do you want me to do?" It's what the market had. I, I guess it's better than being higher because I told my wife and go. I looked at was looking at something, and uh, we're at five and a half, and it already jumped up to six point oh two. Well, I uh, 
I think that my my parents when they bought the house uh, that I grew up in, I want to say interest rates were in the thirteen to fourteen percent range. And this is back in the late sixties, early seventies. Oh, that could be. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it was. I mean, I mean, I'm just gonna. I I know they were in the teens. Yeah, I I think vaguely I remember something like that when my dad was buying houses. But I remember that was then that was like the mid seventies, and I was what was born in seventy four, so good and close to the eighties. I remember him saying certain things, but I never really paid that much attention because I was six. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he. I'm happy with what we got. I can always refi it for lower. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. It looks like Freddie and Fanny. Well, I mean, I don't know if I can actually get all the way back back oh, to the sixties. Interest rates. Yeah, I mean, um, it's going to take a while on my phone, but um, they have thirty years worth of data out here on FreddieMac.com. So. Uh, 72. Well, in 72, the rates were about seven and a half percent on average. Yeah. And about 0.8 to one full point for closing. So, uh, they actually went up from there. Oh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was only about 10 years too late. Um, January of 1982, mortgage rate was 17.48% at 2.2 points. Wow. I mean, yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, but look at the price of the, what a house was back then. Oh, yeah. I know. It's they're, they're, There's relative and stuff, but I mean. So th- this, yeah. it, I just this thing just popped up when I did a quick search. So 1950, medium home value. Not price value was seventy four hundred dollars. Yeah, median rent was forty two dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Median income was just shy of three thousand dollars. So, ten twelve years ago, home value was two hundred twenty one thousand eight hundred dollars. Median rent was nine hundred dollars, and the medium income was just it was about. 55 shy of 49. I'll just round out 49 and five, $49,500 a month. That's nuts. Median income. Wouldn't that be an annual amount? 49, 49.5. Uh, I just, I just said household median income. So it could have been, yeah, that's yeah. probably annual. Yeah. Wow. I'd take, I'd take that median every day. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. So it's a grand of us. <laughs> yeah, but I that it's nuts. And I honestly, you know, until we got actually close on this place, I honestly never thought we'd at my age I'd own a house. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's I mean, nuts. Well, just I, I mean it's it's definitely becoming a like throw out a because I never get a chance to use words like this, but a bif- bifurcated market. I mean, <laughs> it's uh I don't even know if that's the right application, but it sounds very good. But I mean, it's just, um, it's, it's, um, I don't understand how people can't afford to rent. And once, once they do get in a rental, rental situation, how do you save enough to, to, uh, to own a house? 
Well, you don't, and that's that's what kind of and what's I guess what's frustrating for even though this is back before last you know last week last week is somebody would pay twenty five hundred dollars a month in rent, which is essentially a is a mortgage payment, but yet they can't get approved because they can't get money down, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this, that, and the other, and just like, I, I, I agree with you. I do not know how they, they do it. I, I, I don't know how they can, anybody can save anything. Cause I honestly think that it's slated against people to buy a house. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's it's the old adage: it takes money to make money, but boy, it's like it takes money to 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 get a loan. Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, the so it's uh, you know, people that are participating in this great resignation and quiet oh, quitting quite and quitting. stuff like yeah, it's like you know, uh, it all sounds good in theory when you when you want to. You know, kind of, kind of focus on your mental health and and all that kind of stuff. Well, but that's you know, it. It's like I, I was talking. Uh, it was earlier today. I think my wife or my daughter was saying something. You know, and I actually forget the context of the conversation. But the quiet quitting is people are tired of. You know, as you as my wife is, in, she's a teacher. She basically gets paid for eight hours a day. Yeah, but yet she probably puts in two or three hours beyond that setting up meetings or whatever just for her kind of thing and me and my co-worker go okay we start at 5 30 you have us until two o'clock in the afternoon and we're done after that you know we go home eight hours we're gone you know and it's like some of the guys like I, some of these young guys like i want the overtime good for you <laughs> yeah right but, you can't do much if you're working so much you can't go go spend all the money you're making or do whatever so i it's just that's what the, the to me the quiet quitting part is do what you're supposed to do and go home have a life yeah i never I, I you know i know there are people that in my former corporate career that um you know and I, I bought into this for a long time too. I, I don't know. It was called quiet quitting, but I know there was definite um, there was a definite uh, uh, assumption that you were going to do things, you know, to get quote unquote the job done. And and you know that's the generation I grew up in. And I think all all you know, just being frank, um, my last five years of my career, I think I was taken advantage of because they knew I was, I had that kind of worth work ethic. I mean, it was, it was one of these things that, you know, if, if I was going to go into the office between eight and five or well, do an eight hour day, whatever the expectation is, I would still be on the phone with my factories overseas, you know, for maybe a couple hours every night afterwards. And it was just like, well, I mean, I have to look into this stuff and, you know, they wanted me to do all this. I wasn't making any more money. I mean, I came in at a higher rate because I came out of a sales and marketing role that I was very well qualified for, but yeah, you know, didn't have an electrical engineering degree. But uh, and then it, then it's like, you know, where does it end? I mean, 
I, I, we, we employees. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, at some point you just gotta, I mean, there's, there's part of me that, that has a lot of, uh, you know, has a lot of uh, uh, admiration for people kind of being their own best advocate because I, you know, 32 years in corporate and I, I didn't have anybody saying, yeah, I'm like, go home. You need to yeah. go. Home. Well, no, it's like they, they, it's, it's become expected to a certain point. And then, you know, we've, we, we uh, had a couple of union type of things at our job where both got, you know, voted no, uh, they would change stuff for six months and then all of a sudden go back to what same shenanigans they were doing. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. And you shouldn't do that. If you're going to change for the good, you need to change permanently, not just go, okay, you know, Hey, here and go back. And that's part of the reason why I left the particular, uh, department I was working in to go to splicing. And ultimately I don't have to work overtime unless I really want to. Um, and with the kids, you know, I, some like three out of the five days a week, I, I go pick up my daughter, you know, that's kind of, it's time with my daughter. I know she probably doesn't, you know, like, and goes, ew, daddy time. The, the yeah. And I, yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of the way I looked at it. I mean, I, I, it was held against me during that time that I didn't want to go do international travel anymore. And I, I'd gone all over the place in my former role, but I mean, Again, the the last five years of my career were my kids' high school years, yeah. and I just didn't want to be around to miss a show or miss a. I'd, I'd done all that stuff, and I'd gotten to a certain level, but I never advanced beyond it. And it's like you know, and I was okay with that. But um, you know, then basically having to start over after twenty seven years at the company, and and really, I was just I was just there to try and make it to 30, get my pension. Yeah. And and then afterwards it was like, well, I don't care what they do with me, to be honest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and so, then, you know, and seeing it from the perspective of my daughter who's going looking into a couple different places for work, you know, I'm looking at what <coughs> she want to do. And but it, it's just I want to make sure she's not taken advantage of and have another generation of, you know, workers get taken advantage of because you know oh i need you to do this and you know do i get paid more like no we just need to work off the top one that's illegal especially in california and if you're not gonna you know if you want to pay me overtime sure i'll spend an extra half hour getting something done for you but you've got to pay the overtime yeah this this working off the clock bs i mean that's 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 ridiculous i do from a perspective is you know, in my my particular job is, I don't want to say unique, but it is kind of a unique kind of setup is we're out in the field. We've got yeah. traffic control set up. We've got, you know, a project out on the street. Mm-hmm. We cannot just simply pack everything up. What was that? Uh, we can't just pack everything up and go to lunch. Yeah, because it would take us 20 minutes just to reset it back up at, you know, so me and my partner, we both agree that, you know, we clock out for lunch. And we typically work through lunch to get a project finished. And then what we'll do is we'll take our lunch at the end of the day. 
Yeah. And it works out. We typically get our, you know, our extra, what we're supposed to get paid for the eight hour thing with the half hour lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, We just clock out and, you know, some of our supervisors going kind of go la la la. Uh, We don't want to, we don't want to know that. I'm like, well, then don't listen. Yeah. But yeah, we just can't just, like I said, we can't pack everything up to just go take lunch where, you know, our, you know, our office staff goes, oh yeah, we're going to go have a couple of drinks and go out to lunch at, you know, for a hundred dollar, you know, lunch and this side of the other. I'm like, must be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, okay. Yeah. You know, and like I said, I just don't want to see my daughter or my sons get taken advantage of in the work world because if you don't know, you're going to get taken advantage of. So, well, and and we've talked a lot about my younger son over the years, and it's uh, I mean over the months and stuff, and and his uh, his internship up in New York really oh, kind that, of that's his... a KPMG son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that uh, that sort of opened his eyes, and it's like we we talk about stuff like this all the time and he says dad i'm you know i'm perfectly willing to work hard but you know if um you know if they're yeah because there were some noises made that they didn't they thought he might be let's say they they thought he might be somewhat of a malcontent not a team player (laughs) you know again because because he had the stones to basically tell him hey look you know i was the only one here my whole cohort that actually came into the city, came into the came to the office and stuff. Nobody was here the whole time I was up here until like maybe a manager would show up every every so often. But generally, he was alone up until about the last three weeks. And he said, "Look, I think I could, I think I could use that experience to help the company come up with some sort of a program to help people that." who are hired in from outside of New York city who have no other choice, but to come into the city and kind of, kind of give them some, you know, opportunities to learn from my experience and all this kind of stuff. And that basically got him branded as a little bit of a malcontent. And he even told yeah. me on a, you know, on a happy hour, that they organized for the whole core, you know, and basically it was at the end of his internship or at the end of the internship period, and basically, they <laughs> they scheduled it for a a Wednesday afternoon on the previous Friday, and it's like so it wasn't very well attended. And basically, one of the one of the director level people just flat out told him, you know, I don't know why I'd, why I'd want to invest in you in your career at KPMG. I think you'll just go back to Texas. And it's like you know, and I said, you know what, Bobby. Yeah, I know it stinks and it's unfair, but it's a good lesson for you. You know what? Take this, take this time. He's got three years that he's got to be committed. He's like they they paid for his grad school at Ole Miss. He's got he's got a three year commitment. It's like the military. I said, you know what? Just soak it all up. Yeah. Soak it all up. And you know what? No going in that, you know, you're well, he's he's my guess is that. He would likely end up going to work for his for his customer. I mean, he'll be through three, well, basically uh, at least two full tax years with this customer, and uh, you know, 
it's it seems like if in a uh, in a consulting role like that, the the general trajectory is that you know the the superstars you know fly up the uh, fly up the org chart you know and they're they're picked and they're they're moved along during that that period and then at the end of the three years you know the people that aren't in that select group they said well you can stay here but you know this is really kind of your career path and that's when they say see ya exit stage left so and they go they go to work for the customers and this customer would not be a bad customer to work for well that's just i mean that that that's unfortunate there's a lot of kids younger than i am that are you know a lot younger than i am that are going kind of going or realizing that you don't have to let yourself be abused in a in a company yeah you know, the lot you know my i think i remember a quote my dad gave me years ago was the average person will probably have five careers in their lifetime yeah i can believe that um and like i said i started at you know 19 years old working at target was there for nine years and then jumped oh, wow. into security you know often different companies i think i did that for six or seven years and now i've been just started my 14th year at sonic uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. i'm just going into my 14th year and, and nothing's nothing's perfect at the, the telecom company they just I... they're they're hemorrhaging money like you wouldn't believe but they won't listen to how to you know potentially how to fix it I mean, mm-hmm. right now, I think the last thing was, I have to look back. I think it was $100 million in debt. Wow. For rolling out all these networks. And I don't know if we're, I mean, I know we're probably making, you know, figure what, I don't know what our customer base is, but I think it's about 100. We've probably got about 100,000 customers. Mm-hmm. Across, you know, from LA to, you know, we've got LA customers, we've got customers up, you know, north of us, you know, most in San, a lot of it's in San Francisco at 40 bucks a month. So do the math, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but we're still, we're going into debt because of the building of the, uh, the plant that's out there, the cable plant. So uh, it's just, but there's a lot of companies out there that are just you know looking at it like yeah i'm just doing what i need to do eight hours i'm going home and that and that's how they should that's how they should work i remember i brought something up about work-life balance to my sister and she looked at me and goes there is no such thing as work-life balance then you're doing it wrong yeah <laughs> i mean she runs okay. her own business so that's that's her work ethic she wants she puts in the extra time well okay it's your business that's a choice you make but there's still is a work-life balance yeah i mean it's like it's again it's um you know you you balance the work um to the detriment of the life you know so it's like everything's a zero-sum game i mean you know you only get that 24 hours every day and you know how you choose to how you choose to to use it what's on you yeah no yeah sleeping is a good thing but i i know my wife was she actually her advisor told her, stop doing work or stop doing stuff for school. <laughs> just, yeah. Didn't you hear? Yeah, she's got sighing at me. 
Uh, but yeah, we're gonna. I'll probably wrap it up here shortly, just because you know, yeah, I have to work yeah. at four a.m. in the morning. Um, oh my gosh! Wow, I didn't want to. Yeah, it's need to like keep you so long. Oh right. yeah. Uh, but it, that, that, that's just it. It's like you, you have to have. You have to know what your work life balance is to have it. Mine, I can, I want to go to do my eight hours. I want to come home, you know, go to my schooling, you know, something that tickles my brain, you know, take yeah. care of my children, you know, not drive my wife nuts, even though I do that just breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, don't look at me in that tone of voice. <laughs> my daughter's staring at me. So, but that that's just it. And that, that, that gets back to that quiet quitting part or act your wage, whatever the heck it is. I'm like, if you're not going to pay me, then I'm only going to do A. If you're going to pay me a little... Then I'll do a you know eight point five, but yeah. Anyway, I will let you go because it sounds like you're getting up there. It's what nine thirty, so I'll let you go get some sleep or some night owls. I may I may go get some dinner. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately all my children are pretty much night owls, which is a detriment to us because we like to sleep. Yeah, yeah. All righty. So well, it's good catching up with you, and yeah, uh, we'll have to let's let's try to do this again next week or the week after, <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, yeah. Hopefully See COVID how... won't come into the house again. Yeah. It was you who brought it in. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. Well, it was my fault. I blame my daughter, but you know, hey. Well, there she's, got your nu- she's got your number. <laughs> yes, she does. All right, pal. All right, Mike. Give everybody later. Give my best. I will. I All will right. talk to you later. Ah. Bye-bye. Thanks for staying and listening today. If you'd like to get a hold of myself, I can be reached at area code 707-385-9698. Please leave a voicemail or send a text. I can also be reached at digitalagedescendants at gmail.com. And thanks again for listening. Hello, and thanks again for listening. If you could leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify doesn't currently allow ratings. So if you could leave me and or Mike a rating, tell us how you like the show, that would be awesome. Thanks for listening.